Things are getting weird in the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, and we have thoughts. Alongside the main bar in the Golden Tiki Bar, and around us is everything you can imagine and more when you think of the word tiki and Disney, kind of, right? So much Disney yeah. influence here, yeah. It's like everywhere you turn, there's something related to Disney. Like, yeah. straight up. It's so cool. There's um, a, an awesome DJ playing the jams here. Right? Really good. There's also so, just tons of 
They had the painting of the ship. That's right, they have the lithograph with the, the holographic image of the ship. Just like the changing portraits of the Haunted Mansion. And it's even labeled as Haunted Mansion. So I'm not trying to like... Yeah, it says Disneyland too. Like, okay, yeah. They're like, this is straight up Disneyland. Um, also another really cool thing that happened when we came in, we had to wait for a minute for our table. And the um, gentleman that was the host, he just started telling me about all this Disney stuff in here. Like he's a super Disney holic as well. Yes, that? that was so good. He was so excited that oh he found goodness, us. Right? He said, oh, I felt the energy. You guys are Disney people. Do you remember what he said? What did he say? He said, I felt the magic. Magic. <laughs> I don't know, but I want to sex you up. They're playing some Color Me Bad oh, up in God. here. We are sitting at a high top, too, by the way. So I'm having so much fun. My flip-flop already came <laughs> off. So I have one foot floating barefoot, which is perfect. I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, you're the sneaky foot <laughs> Yeah. So if you'd like to drive under me right now, you get a little surprise of my foot. There's also, yeah, a whole Pirates area with this, like, full-on pirate wax figure that looks like it just stepped short of an animatronic. It looks like a full-on pirate prop. Yeah, it's really, really cool. You're going to have to repost some of your reels you made when you last uh, time yes. here. So Mike was here before and he's so kind to take me back, or take me here for my first time. It's so exciting because it's just perfect. Like, I want to live in here. I already said, I'm like, I want to live here. It's so pretty. It's so good. Oh, and you've seen one of the crown jewels already, which was a certain shrunken head in the back. Yes. mummified pregnant mermaid which is very interesting and scary and there's a funny um, I guess you would say like a, a native I don't know it's very like jungle cruise-esque what's it is Trader Sam right yeah yeah yeah. Similar, yeah yeah there's one of those that is like funnily offensive <laughs> uh, but this place is kitschy enough that they're able to still display it so it's super cute yeah the host actually said Because the native is offensive, like says offensive things. Like he flipped it on us. He said they are so offensive that we had to put a mask on them. Oh, okay. So you could play it both ways if you want. Yeah, yeah. I like That's the cute. version. <laughs> You're like, oh wait, they're the ones yelling stuff yeah, at us. Yeah, exactly. And throwing spears and all that stuff. There's also like old timey um, like Hawaii beach videos and old tiki style movies and cartoons from the like the World War times. What is that called? They keep showing one of my favorite swing dance things or like videos on this uh, TV with um Let's uh, 
find a life raft, float over to somewhere more quiet, because we have a lot of topics to talk about today. Oh, yes. Wow, I'm so glad we were able to get some of that experience at the Golden Tiki recorded for our listeners. That was so much fun. We are now back on dry land at the MGM Grand to give you the rest of this really fun episode. But what did you think of the Golden Tiki? I am in love. We did a little bit of a live while we were in there, and I kept saying, I want to live here. Like, that's the only way I can put together my emotions about that place. It was so beautiful. It was tons of fun. Everybody seemed to be having such a great time. So obviously it's like made and for that and executing it perfectly. Employees, right? Anytime employees love their job. Oh my God. We live for that. And they love everybody, even the server. Like they were all just having fun with us. I know. I wish I had our waitress's name because she was Adore, amazing. Yeah. I didn't get her name. However, we want to give a huge shout out to Randy at the Golden Tiki. Randy, you got, or you, singly, Made our day, our whole yes. night, probably our Vegas trip, I'm yes. just saying. <laughs> and we will come back, and the Golden Tiki will be our stable. Thank you very much. Thank you, Randy. And yeah. you have no idea. We are so tired. We are running on fumes. <laughs> yeah, right. And you gave us this magical third wind that we needed on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night, got to work in the morning. Doesn't matter. Here it is, 12.52 a.m. We're recording our podcast. It comes out in a couple hours <laughs> from now. And here we are because... We are just ready to go because it's such a good time. So Randy, when we were at the Golden Tiki, he could like sense the Disney-ness of us, right? And yeah. he just like kind of like hooked us up by telling us all of the cool things in the Golden Tiki. And we got this special tour. Yeah. And what was your favorite thing that he showed you? Ooh, um, I would say the, my favorite thing that he showed me is the thing that I bought so he showed me. <laughs> he showed me the current limited edition, five hundred only made golden tiki tiki mug, and it's like this skull with a pirate patch on it, and it's made by Thor, who's a tiki artist. And I have number three hundred and seventy-one of these limited editions, but I wasn't planning on purchasing it because it was a bit pricey. And then when I went up to ask what looks like he sold it like the way he showed it to me comes with a candle it's massive it comes with a, a certificate of authentication um and he was just like so excited about this mug that i had to get the mug too and put it up in my tiki area so i gotta say that but there was just so much especially all the disney right connections, yeah. yeah i mean it is really cool and it's the only mug they have there that says golden tiki on it yep. so it's like the official golden tiki mug which is really and you cool. also scored us some um, Swizzlers. Oh, yes. Yeah, swizzle sticks. Swizzle sticks. Yep. Golden Those are tiki. also, if you guys ever want to, like, get into tiki and whatnot, you can start off with swizzle sticks. Often they're free. Sometimes they sell them as well. They're a great thing to just grab because a lot of times tiki bars will have ones that say the tiki bar's name on it. So it's yep. exclusive to that bar. You kind of collect it as you go to different places. It's a memory like thing to have from that actual trip. And it's just, they're, they're cool. And you get to stick them in your drinks. You can, like, turn a regular boring old glass into a fun experience yeah. by having a swizzle stick. There's a good starter pack, yeah. right? I love it. So I got one of those. I'm very excited to add it to my collection. But, oh my God, there was so much. I'm trying to remember everything. So many cool things. First of all, Randy is hilarious. He made all yeah. these jokes as we're going through. He should be a Jungle Cruise skipper. He should. <laughs> and, um, but I I think the, the squid from... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was really cool and I didn't even see it at all because it's like kind of 
up and it was dark in that area yeah. and so it was like also a surprise like i didn't yeah it's big and i just was like he shot he brought a flashlight super pro shut in the flashlight let us see it and i was like this is so freaking cool yeah and then i asked him i was like so what's the deal like there's so much disney in here this place is amazing like is the owner like a big disney holic like what's going on and he's like truthfully like He's into all these things, and it's, of course, all the stuff we're into, yeah, right? Macabre, yeah. like... Weird. Yeah, like all the Museum of like the Weird, artifacts. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything like that, plus Tiki, plus Disney, is just like the best place for us. Um, but he actually had, I guess he had some uh, previous Imagineers yeah. build out the Golden Tiki. So now there's an official Disney connection with yeah. the Golden Tiki. How cool is and that? it totally makes sense. I mean, it... It has the magic of Disney in there. Like, I feel like we just left, like, the Polynesian Resort. Right. Or something for dinner or something. Oh, yeah. and how, like, what are the hours there? 24 <laughs> hours, first of all. And it there's was... also, uh, if you want to gamble, too, the, if you just want to sit at the bar by yourself, they actually have uh, the video gambling there. So you could do poker and blackjack. It was packed. Like, all the bar seats were filled. Got a live DJ playing all the jams. Um, I'm thinking of one thing he showed us now with the flashlight. Wait, I have two comments. One <laughs> is the fact that he had a flashlight. I love it. Was like so cast member. So ca- it reminded me of the Eeyore sign. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they always bust the flashlight. I'm like, thank you. And it's you. the only way you could see that <laughs> thing that he showed us in the net was octopus squid. And then, uh, but the one that I thought was coolest, most cool the elephant trunk. I just wasn't expecting that. Was that was cool. An elephant trunk from an animatronic at Jungle Cruise, I guess mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Yep. From the bathing pool. From the bathing <laughs> pool. So they have it there, the actual thing. So cool. I love it. And of course, and I, I we talked about this on our lab also, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Lenticular. Sorry if I'm wrong out there. But it's one of those porches that when you walk by it, it changes. Like it's like holographic or whatever uh-huh. you want to say it is. And it's the um, the ship in the Haunted Mansion's uh, changing portrait room. So, like, you walk right by it, and the ship turns into the old, tattered, like, pirate-looking ship type of thing, back to a pretty, perfect ship in a nice, calm sea that was in there, too. And it even had a little plaque below it that said Haunted Mansion Disneyland. And I'm like, yes! Okay. This is, like, full-on, like, this is just, like, you could tell there are Disney fans. And that, I think, was the most exciting part about meeting Randy was, like, he just was, like... He, he he could speak our language, yes, right? That's like, yes, he knew it. <laughs> I always love when you meet other Disney holics and they, they like get it. Like there was a moment where I was like, "Oh, are those from Oceanic Arts?" He's like, "Yes, Oceanic Arts." Knew it. So like, there's just like things that Disney people know that not everybody knows, and we all were speaking that language together. It was so fun. Ugh, I just want to go back. The fact that it's open 24 hours was making yeah. it really hard to leave. <laughs> I have work, so I had to leave. But we're also headed to Disneyland. Yes, we are going to be at Disneyland very soon. Yeah, we're going to be at Disneyland in like, what, 16 hours from now. Yeah, we're already (laughs) checked in to our flights from Vegas (laughs) to Disneyland. Um, But yeah, wow. So Golden Ticket was fun. Still, a lot of hot topics and miscellany that we need to catch up on. First of all, many. we have our Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party tickets. We just got them last week. Um, And guess what date we got them for? October 31st on Halloween night we will be at Disney World the Disney Holics I don't think I know my costume yet ooh I don't you don't either right I don't even know my costume for D23 or any of the things I need to figure it all out 
So you might have to do a little Pinteresting. <laughs> and I like that it's Halloween night, so that is truly our Halloween costume. It's not right. just for the party. <laughs> yeah. It's like our Halloween costume. Um, so yeah, we got our tickets. The ad, the ticket buying experience was um, just the normal sort of go online. Um, what was different was it, it was early, right? Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I well, was up. I I don't necessarily know Disney World's pattern as well. But often when they announce a day that Disney tickets, any type of special event tickets come out, they say like January 1st, right? Let's just say. It'll usually be 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. So most Disney people yeah. know to get up and check crazy at 8 a.m. And if it's not there, you can go back to bed. 10 a.m., you try it yeah. again, right? And then they'll be up by then. But this one, I happen to go on Facebook. I don't even hardly go <laughs> right. on Facebook anymore. And I saw a bunch of people saying, I got my tickets. I'm like, Mike. Because <laughs> it was only open, right, early to resort holders. Yes. Like if you have a resort Yeah, you have to have resort or DVC reservation. Right. And this was like, like 1 a.m. maybe? It was you're... midnight my time. Okay, so it's almost 3. 3 a.m. your time. Mm -hmm. And I'm a night owl, so luckily it was up. <laughs> I know. I was like, my... <laughs> Like, this is the night I should be Anytime I need you to be up late is right now because I was not connected to the reservation yet. And then he went and saved the day, got the tickets before they sold out. So we are going to be That's there. It. That's so fun. That's official. And we went to Boobash last time. So this will be fun to do the full yeah, shebang this time, right? Everything returns. And we might do Universal Haunted Horror Night. Yes, of while course. While we're there. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Moon Night, which also has very cool costumes. I don't think any of them are easy enough for me to wear uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but the Moon Knight series is over so that was on Disney plus initial thoughts like what did you think of it vibe I still haven't finished it one so, more to go right yeah one, one more yeah so I don't know I really wanted to love this series like I saw the previews for it and I was so stoked I was like this is gonna be awesome it looks amazing and then just something, and they even had like Kid Cudi, like with the day and night song playing. So I'm like, okay, I like night. love everything about this trailer. <laughs> and then it just didn't pan out for me, whatever. It just felt too normal. So I was like not excited anymore. Therefore, it's been now a week since the, <laughs> the, the last the finale, episode aired yeah. and we watched all of them except for the well, finale. <laughs> so I need to get on it. We've also been busy. So there's that. But um <laughs> No excuses. But. What what were your initial thoughts? So you've made it to the almost the, the second to the last episode. So you've now seen the reveal that this could be in someone's mind. It's like it's like there's like this mental hospital that they keep showing, right? And then they keep cutting back. Like, what are your thoughts on like where that's going and what that is? So. I'm not 100% sure what you're getting at, but what I like about it is the real life aspects of these newer shows oh, coming yeah. out. Like really, it really is mental illness that yeah. they're highlighting yeah. and it's super interesting to me because you know, I always have been like fascinated with like understanding the human mind and like seeing that they're now transferring this into a Marvel series is so cool. Yeah. Plus like we already saw that with Wanda, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there's just like, so much to like unpackage with that side of things like I don't even know at this point because I haven't seen the finale if he is just in his mind right. the whole time right so we will have to see it's, it's <laughs> wild I think what's super important for people to remember is that um, the character that Isaac o Oscar Isaac plays is uh, he lives with dissociative personality disorder which 
has nothing to do with Khonshu and the Egyptian gods. So they just happen to possess somebody or turn turn this guy into avatar that has that mental illness. So to your point, it's so cool because his story alone without the Egyptian weird things is already crazy and weird, like interesting to watch. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that because they he found a good pairing for him because he was... They're, both of them have that disorder, right? Yeah. Is that how it's supposed to be? And, I forgot um, about that fact that the, the god comics, also has that. There's like different types of uh, origin stories. There's so many now for Moon Knight. Um, so like this MCU, Oscar Isaac, I guess it's going to be its own. But in the comics, there's some storylines where Khonshu purposely sought out this guy because he was mentally ill and was right, already I think broken. They, I think they talked about yeah, that, right? Yeah, he's show, like yeah, he's shattered and he was easily and they're like, oh, we can, become his avatar or whatever. Right, and I was yeah. taking that as being vulnerable. Like, uh, he's easy because he's vulnerable so yeah. he can take over him easier. But now that I'm, now that you said that, it's because Conchu is the same way. So they're like more of a match? Am yeah. I correct in saying that? Kind I, don't of, I don't know. I don't think Conchu w- would... I think he's too much of like a being to have like mental illness, but it's more so that Kanchu feels like he could be with, I try not to, well, you don't care about spoilers, right? I, want, I don't care. He I'm wants okay. to be with these three people. So there's now a third guy in Oscar Isaac's body. So oh, I don't know if you remember, yeah, no, yeah throughout the know. series they've been like hinting at it. Now in the comics there's always a third guy, we just didn't see him all th- through the series. Um, and there were a couple of hints, some of the really violent murders, neither of the guys that we know um, took claim to doing it. They're like, you did it, the other guy said you did it. Right. But turned out there's this third guy. So in the comics his name is Jacob Lockley, I believe that's his name. And you finally get to meet him in the final episode. He actually okay. like saves the day when the other two personalities just couldn't get it together. <laughs> um, and some other stuff ensues, and it, there's a lot of like cliffhangers to like what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. Um, and to your question about like what's real and what's not, they really left the series in a place where it's still a question mark. Okay, well, that makes mark. it feel like it's coming back, but it was it. Yeah, a, it's supposed to not. It was meant to be a limited series. series so, um, and they haven't announced a season two, so it could be that we end up seeing him a in a movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, he might join another one of these madness things that are going on with all these crossovers. Um, <laughs> right. Now that they've told his story, and then we know that there's this guy that's attached to an Egyptian god. Crazy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Ethan Hawke, Oscar Isaac, all the actors in that, they were really great um, actors, actresses, all that stuff. But more Marvel. Okay, hello, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness came out. And we are now past spoiler territory, so we're allowed to talk about it, right? I think so. Yes, yes. Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts. Like, where to <laughs> where start? Where to start? So, um, I just saw it for the second time right before I left for Vegas. And... I have to say, if any of you had question marks on your head after that film like I did, go see it a second time. Because I enjoyed it the first time, but I actually really liked it the second time. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I was able to kind of get over the fact that it wasn't the Marvel film I was expecting Mm, the first time. It was just so different. Like, a lot of people were like, did I just watch a horror film? Like, what is going on here? So, there's a lot of question marks out there for a lot of people. Um, but I, I suggest to go see it again because now you can like get over the shock value and like actually embrace it. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from the film is I, I just feel so bad for Wanda. Uh, I feel so bad. She's 
She's had evil, it. Evil, whatever. Tough, but yeah. she has lost so much and she's just a mother like mourning and oh yeah. my god it breaks my heart like all she wants are her kids and her vision back like oh my god her made up ass kids her made up ass kids she sleeps she's dream walking about those kids girl they <laughs> exist <laughs> she's they are real lost it in another um, universe <laughs> I love Multiverse. Wanda I love Wanda so much um, I think oh god I have a lot of thoughts my initial thought was I'm going back to what the original plan was, and I think I mentioned this before, WandaVision was supposed to air, and then Doctor Strange, this movie, was supposed to come out right after that in theaters. Right. I think that year and a half or so gap kind of wasn't great, because you really had to remember WandaVision to get a good sense of who right. this who this villain is in this movie. And if you didn't know, the stakes would not be as high, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like for those people who watch WandaVision and were like, meh, about it, probably could care less about this film too. Right, Because, yeah. yeah, that had a lot. Like, I really liked WandaVision, so, like, this was just, like, a carry-on of that yeah, for me. Yeah, it just so. picks up right after where she's there floating on her own by the, um, with the book. The book, I was going to say Book of Agamemnon, that's something else. <laughs> the book. <laughs> the oh Darkhold. Darkhold. Yeah, we've been <laughs> saying it all day. The Darkhold. And then there's the Book of Vishanti, which is not the Book of, Ashanti. And it's also R&B not pop- the sands of Nisanti. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so there's all these words we're learning. But, okay, so WandaVision was important. And I bring that up because my question is, we're in this era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe where all the supplemental content and previous movies play such a role in this. Like, this is not just a movie that's a one and done and I'm curious, like, if someone just watched only this movie, would it make any sense? Or how much of the other content do you have to watch? And some of the things I listed out here are What If, uh, which I don't think you caught up on yet, um, WandaVision, Loki, that series plays a big role in this in, in different ways. Um, there's Doctor Strange, the first movie, which came out a while ago. Remember, this is only his second movie, but he's been in so many other yeah. people's <laughs> movies. Uh, no Way Home, Spider-Man, and Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. So this is all the Doctor Strange stuff is happening within those movies. Um, now, like, how does that feel to pay it off when you watch this and you've seen the other ones? Like, what is that like? Yeah, I mean, so I've, like, I've never been the biggest Marvel fan. So, like truthfully following along like I'm a big Marvel fan compared to like the general public like some people have no idea what's going on I know some stuff (laughs) okay I know enough but um I also feel like I don't know it deep enough to keep following everything but for some reason recently because of all these limited series on Disney plus it actually is like so helpful to like remember and understand how these people play in each other's roles and it it really does lay it out for you to where you watch this film i feel like if i were to watch this movie without seeing any of those series i could probably get by by watching it because they explain everything that's going on in there right everything that she's saying they kind of talk it out so you'll get it but you don't have the deeper sense of it like the like oh this is because of that thing in wandavision and now like the all the things that are happening that goes so much further and it's it makes you like it that much more, right? Yeah. It has like more of a connection, you have more of a commitment to it. So I think you can get the film, but it's probably nowhere near as exciting unless you know all the characters through all these other uh, films and, and series. Right, that makes sense. 
Um, I've been doing a lot of reading and watching to see what all the other fans are thinking about this. And um, I'm at the point where I, it's like civil war, where I don't agree with, I don't disagree or agree with any side. I think all these theories that are coming out by fans <laughs> and all of these, like the questioning about plot holes and stuff, I think it's fun to just talk about. So I have a few of them that are pretty popular that I want to see what our take would be. Okay. Um, one of them is, where the hell is Vision? Why wasn't he in this movie? You have that white Vision that's all white. He's just floating around somewhere. And at the end of WandaVision, again, you have to see WandaVision, we don't know if Wanda knows that that guy is floating around somewhere. Oh. And, oh. Wait, that's even crazier yeah. then because maybe we're still in her world then if she doesn't know he exists. It's, it's wacky. It's so wacky because people were saying, um, like a lot of other the fans were saying, if Vision was there, it would have been an end game because he would have been who turns Wanda back to normal. She would have seen him. Her eyes would have watered. He would have said, remember who you are. <laughs> and then it would have been over. So it, what the fans are saying is like, why weren't Dr. Strange and all these people looking for Vision? If they knew he could be the key to like bringing her back to life or back to normalcy. Um, so yeah, where's Vision? He's missing. It's interesting. I don't know. And then a lot of people were just um, not happy with Wanda's turning from feeling like she had some closure with grief and all of a sudden being evil in this movie. Now, I have thoughts on that, which is she's supposed to be possessed, I think, in direct in um, in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. What do you think about that? Is she possessed or she's just a mad mom? I wouldn't, I mean, I don't see, I don't remember anything from the film that would make me think she's possessed. Ah. But I also see, like, grief and life in general. Like, you don't just, like, deal with grief and then you understand it and then you're never sad again. Right, right? yeah. Like, you can come back and have something else. Like, triggers, for instance, like, yeah. right? Like, something happens and you just shoot back into being upset or happy or whatever the emotion that comes out from it so why can't she go back to being right whatever. because truly one division was her grieving vision her new trigger was her kids now yeah yeah gone. now she's real focused on the kids yeah so i don't know i think all of those things are true um story-wise what what is like on paper and what the filmmaker said is that she is possessed by the dark hold um, and if you think of Sam Raimi and his previous films like Evil Dead, same storyline, the girls in the cabin in Evil Dead get possessed by the, the Necromonicron. We looked it yeah. up earlier. <laughs> the Book of the Dead. Um, and then you have this fun movie in Evil Dead where now people are fighting their friends and those friends are now, they look like the exorcist, like Reagan from the exorcist. Um, and so I don't know like if he was able to, to get that across properly. And I think it did leave people confused between if she was just... Wanda Maximoff just going through some shit again or if she was completely possessed and something else was taking over her. Yeah, I didn't know she was ever possessed. Right. But wait, what is at the end of WandaVision was she not we saw Scarlet Witch at the end of WandaVision. Yes, yeah, so she was so Wanda was communicating with the uh, what is it called? Darkhold and we heard the kids say help mommy, help me. <laughs> That's and a so, great that itself is a point of contention with the fans. There's all these Reddits about they're fighting over it because some people are saying that that was the Darkhold 
tricking her into going out and exploring the multiverse by pretending there's kids out there. There's another camp that thinks, no, those are her kids in another multiverse trying to ask for help. Now, where things get weird is they literally said, help me. But that's not what she was doing in Multiverse of Madness. She was just trying to go and take over the mom's role in one of those worlds and like knock off the Wanda that lived in that universe. So there are some things. I can see how the, some of the fans are like not happy with how smooth that was. But we have to remember like there was all these film dates that moved because of COVID. And so we don't know like how the story would have been. Or, right, or what true. It's, it's very interesting. Um, there's a couple other ones. One of them is... Do the people in Doctor Strange, specifically Doctor Strange himself and Wong, do they know about the Spider-Man multiverse mishap? Because they mentioned it, right? They said, yeah, I, we, I just got out of this thing, and the spider guy, and then they made a joke about insects and bug superheroes. Um, but they don't mention Peter. Yeah. So the spell of No Way Home, I think... Is that they forget that they know just, it's Peter Parker. Yeah, so Pe yeah. I guess they don't know Peter Parker. They don't even know right. what that is. But they know Spider-Man. they know Spider-Man. Yeah. So Doctor Strange remembers he helped. Are people saying that's wrong? No, it's just out there. It's just like trying to get clarification. Oh, I, I thought like, that was brilliant that they yeah. brought him up right after we had No Way Home. Yes. And then like it, it almost felt purposeful. Like They're like, here we are now talking about Spider-Man. However, we're not mentioning Peter Parker because we do not know him. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, so really that cool. checks out. That checks out. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, another cool one was about America Chavez. So here's another fun um, COVID-related thing because of all the film release and production schedule timelines change. America Chavez was actually going to be introduced in No Way Home. What? Yes, and there's concept art. There's all this There's stuff out there showing what that version of the movie was supposed to be. And this is really, really cool. So America Chavez was going to be the plot device that brought Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield into the MCU. So, But then we wouldn't have magic. What's his name? What's his name? The bestie, right? Help me with his name. I want to say no. Ned. 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 Yes. So I love that you said that. So the gift we got out of Lola. it was that <laughs> since they had to move everything around, they needed to find a new plot device, and they all agreed to give Ned those powers. So he did it. Yeah. Interesting. It was so that's gonna not be part of the regular... No. Yeah. Ooh. So they get to play around now and figure out why Ned and his family have this like ancestral connection to the people that are like in the Doctor Strange verse. Uh, but yeah, America Chavez was supposed to be in there. There's a lot of concept art that you could Google, and she has like her star-shaped portals, and that's where Toby and Andrew walk out of. Um, and I think it worked out better this way because she would have just been introduced literally as a plot device. It, it didn't really have a reason. Wait, I have a plot hole now on that. Oh, tell me. Is No Way Home supposed to be chronologically after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Because she didn't know uh, how to use her powers in see, Multiverse. Yeah, I think... I think so they she had can't to go a, find the two Spider-Mans and bring them back? Right. They must have had to change a lot after, oh my gosh, after wow. they moved around. Once they decided to move uh, WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. Freaking COVID. Right? <laughs> and then these big movies, No Way Home and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Man. They had to really change a lot of stuff to make everything make sense. Um, and so with that in mind, I, f I think they, they nailed it. I, wouldn't, I didn't notice that America Chavez wasn't supposed to be there in this movie. It all made total sense to me. Um, so the other cool part was there was a little bit of a Disney 
Easter egg. So her role in No Way Home's original script was she was the sorcerer's apprentice to Doctor Strange. So maybe that goes to the learning thing. She was like in her learning journey. And that's how she came into the story. They that's crazy, too, because yeah. if No Way Home is after Doctor Strange, then it would make sense for her to be his apprentice. Yeah, and no because it, it ends. Doctor yeah, Strange learning. ends with her as apprentice, yeah. Um, so there's some, some mix-ups there, but yeah, Ned got the powers. Really sketchy. <laughs> I love Ned having the powers, so bring it. Yeah, that's <laughs> really cool. He deserves those powers. Big one here. The Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Illuminati? Who are the Illuminati? Do you remember? Um. Okay. So, actually, I don't know how to explain who they are. Like, why is there an Illuminati in this universe? There's not uh, every right? This is where what if comes into play. Oh, yeah. okay. So what if did kick me in the butt then? Because yeah, I thought yeah. I was fine. Um, I was like... It, it adds more. So in the What If animated series where they talk, they just show all these different multiverses, what you learn is each universe... This gets really, really convoluted. So each universe has like its people that we know. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy defend the MCU we know. They defend that galaxy. Then you have the Avengers. They're Earth's mightiest heroes. So they're just there to defend and avenge Earth. Now the Illuminati was created with the multiverse in mind, knowing that it existed, and they picked some of the best people from different multiverses and universes, put them together to make the hard decisions that people like the Avengers could never make, and do it in the dark, behind the scenes, no matter how evil or bad it is, because it's for the greater good. And, oh, and then they were on—they yeah. were in the uni- the only universe that knew how to maneuver to different universes. Yes. Yes. That and makes they, sense now. Okay. So it's re- it's really, really interesting. And um, I don't think that's going to be the last we see of the Illuminati. Um, or, I mean, they're going to have to build a whole right? new brand band because... And what's... Whoops. So, yeah, let's talk about that scene. Okay. So <laughs> we have the Illuminati. Um, I, I have a note here that it reminded me of Mortal Kombat. There's just like 10 Mortal minutes of like fatalities. Kombat. Wanda walks in there. She just wreaks havoc. Or Scarlet Witch, She's I should like, say. She's like, I don't have shoes on and I'm about to take all <laughs> y'all out. <laughs> and we saw freaking Professor X from X-Men. <laughs> now, here's another thing that I... This is my own theory, which is... I think the Professor X we saw was the animated Professor X from the 90s series. And the reason why is because he has that same that yellow, yellow thing, thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I thought would have been cooler if he was just straight up animated. We've seen him before in that though, right? In have the yellow? Seen? Yeah. Not in the yellow. We haven't? He has like real plain, like the X-Men Fox movie, everything's like gray and black. Uh, it looks so familiar to me. It looks just like the cartoon. <laughs> and... Um, imagine how cool that would have been if just his character was hand-drawn and everything was... Oh I would have loved that. Um, so, yeah, we don't... The, the, the point is, most people don't... We don't have any official word on which universe he originally is from. Is he from the Fox X-Men? Is he the animated thing come to life? Is he some other Professor X? We don't know, because all these people were plucked from different universes to make mm-hmm. the Illuminati. Um, what happened to our, our boy... <laughs> Professor X. Well, he had his neck broken, right? There's a... By Wanda. There's slow-mos of it now, because people got footage. 
she rips his skull into two pieces, like a. Oh no! Like if you were to take a watermelon and you put your hands on opposite sides and then you and pulled you it in the opposite it. direction. <laughs> yeah, and people have like slow mo of it, and then because oh it happens in his like dream state, so she does that to him in his like dream body, and then he wakes up in the real world with a broken neck. So That's why this is the scene where I started cringing every time I see people posting on Instagram, like taking my little ones to see. Multiverse of Madness, yeah. like they have no clue what they're walking into. Sam Raimi's Ooh. on the on the board, but nobody like if they don't know who he is, then they don't realize that mm-hmm. maybe we should think about this film because there was some brutality yeah. that I have never seen in Marvel before. Yeah, and from Heroes, we saw like there's they sl- people slowed down those scenes when she was going nuts, and her face is like a demon. Her her Ooh. her fingers are like long claws. She Dang. looks like a, a, a demonic force. It's so scary. I just scary. realized we just saw our first Marvel sex scene recently in Eternals. Eternals. Remember? That was very uncomfortable. Then, <laughs> so uncomfortable. It was like the worst. It's like unnecessary. You guys both should not be doing this right now. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then now we're seeing this like brutal death stuff that we aren't used to seeing in Marvel films yeah. in general. They're like starting to get like super edgy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Fine with me. Sorry about it. It's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, really good. Bring it on. <laughs> and then letting these directors put their own mark on it, like you were saying earlier at the beginning, this felt like Sam Raimi like horror movie, but happens to be also a Marvel story, which a lot of the other Marvel movies just feel like they're cut from the same cloth, which is good right. for what those need to be. But this shows what you can do if you just let the director do it. Yeah, I yeah. love that. That's actually a good thing to bring up, too. Like, you know these series, like, for instance, The Mandalorian, how they have all sorts of different directors doing different episodes? Yes. And you could get... That's what gets that. Like, they have the underlying feel of it, but then they they all feel a little different, and it's kind of cool because it makes you feel more interested almost because it's changing, but it's still familiar to you. It's... I don't know. It's... Really cool, and Sam Raimi is amazing. So yeah. like, there were some parts in that film that were like such classic horror things. Yes. Like, there's that part where Wanda, you couldn't see her, but she's flying around the room, and you could hear the screaming. Ooh. And I'm like, it's so creepy. It's like just like a horror film, which we both really love. Yeah. This is like another thing that I think we were lucky for this film because not a lot of people even like horror films, yeah. right? Like, just probably general population and most of my friends don't like scary things anymore but you and I love it so we're like yes bring it on and there were so many moments like that what is another one um she looks at the tv she looks at us oh yeah she she broke the fourth wall straight into our freaking eyes and I'm like spooky is chilling it was right and oh my god this is a little different because it's not horror anymore but that moment when she was floating above the um oh shoot I forgot the name of it starts with a k the, the like where the print apprentices Kraken. You no, know, but oh, <laughs> oh, the place where they live. They all live. Yes, that like Kamal Jarage or something. something. <laughs> That's it. That's something it. Like that <laughs> that yes. place. She's floating above talking to Doctor Strange and she was like you could hear her voice trembling. Oh my god, she oh, did wow. such a phenomenal job in this film. I am just in love with Wanda. But yeah, her voice was like she was crying. Ugh. Like Oh my god, my heart breaks for her. I don't care if she's possessed or whatever the fuck right. is wrong with her. I was like heartbreaking in half the whole movie for her. It's just so sad. Even though she's doing terrible things, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you keep saying that because I have to keep reminding myself that not everything is one or the other. 
So she is that grieving mother. Non-binary. Remember Non-binary, right? It doesn't have to be one. She's a grieving mother. She's a grieving sister. She's a grieving avenger. And then also was influenced by this evil book. Grieving wife. Wife. So right. it's all of those things. Yep. It's not just one. Yeah. And that's what brings it all together and makes her this like anti-hero slash villain who we didn't really know going in. Is she really going to be the villain? They kept kind of teasing it, but it seemed too obvious. I thought they were going to bring out this new big bad. And I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> I'm glad they just let her character development become Mephesto, though. What about I know, Mephesto? I, was <laughs> I, I was waiting for King to show up. King the, <laughs> King Conqueror. the Conqueror. He did not show up in this. Um, one other thing I've, I had about the Illuminati was they reminded me of The Boys. On, oh, so much. On, was so it Hulu? Much. Hulu? I don't remember. It's a, one of those shows. One of those streaming things. Yeah. <laughs> the Boys, which things. is not Disney, but you guys should check it out. It's uh, a, The new uh, trailer just dropped. Oh, nice. Like yesterday or today. So that's what? a cool show about superheroes in our world, but it's rated like R beyond rated R. It's not Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this felt like it, like the way the Illuminati interacted. Yeah, and, I agree. Right. And especially because we, we aren't like, at least I'm not like super familiar with them. So yeah. I am Professor X. And then like, I don't have any attachment to Agent Carter. Or right. Captain Carter. What is she? Yeah, Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Right? See, I'm yeah. like agent. Who knows what? The- <laughs> so Captain Carter, um, and then that Captain Marvel. She's right. like that universe version of yeah. her. And I, so like, even though I know Captain Marvel, I don't even care about Captain Marvel yeah. in general. <laughs> the regular one. But yeah. now it's like another like different Captain Marvel. So I'm like definitely not connected. Yeah. The um, what's his face? Uh, Black uh, Bolt. Black Bolt, I didn't yeah. even know who he was. I called him Tuning Fork Man. And all my friends were like, you are so dumb. I'm like, Tuning Fork? He has a giant tuning fork on his forehead. How can I not call him that? Um, and then who was the last one? Fantastic Four guy. Ah, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. How could I not know yeah. that? It's called Fantastic Four. And that was that was an ultimate... Mr. Like, Reed or something like that. Fan... Fangasm. Because people have been fan casting... John Krasinski for Mr. Fantastic for a decade now. <laughs> yeah. And we still don't know. Is he going to be the Mr. Fantastic when the actual Fantastic Four movie comes out? Or was this just like a fun cameo? We don't know. But what we do know is that this version of him is dead. Is string cheese. <laughs> is string cheese. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was ballsy. Kushal. They brought in this badass new group and then killed them in like a couple minutes. Right. And that was another fun um, fan moment, too, because the movie theater, like, this is another thing I always preach to people. If you're really into something, go opening night or opening weekend. It is so cool to hear everyone in the theater freaking out. Yeah. Like, so cool. So every single person in the Illuminati, they showed one at a time. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. Oh, my God. It was so fun to hear it. Even though I wasn't even connected to these people like the rest of the crowd right. was. And it was still so <laughs> exciting. It. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, so we had String Cheese Guy. Mm-hmm. We had Agent Carter or Captain Carter got guillotined, basically cut in half. Wow, cut in half. <laughs> And, and they showed the blood. Yeah. <laughs> I could, that that was, was the weirdest part. It was very Mortal Kombat, that part. <laughs> oh, my God. And the whole time, this is sidetracking, but the whole time I thought Wanda was covered in blood. I'm like, that is going to be my cosplay for Oogie Boogie Bash. <laughs> I'm going to cover Carrie style in blood and, like, be Wanda because she's got regular street clothes. I'm going to buy, like, those weird shoes that look like feet. and <laughs> be Just be Wanda. And it's fine. Around. Um, but she... Turns out it was oil, right, from the oh. the robots that she killed. That's why they're kind of like 
Oh, those like or Ultron looking those, things. Yeah, 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 those guys. I never put that together because they still keep showing that scene in the trailers, like in the commercials on TV. Right. And I still see it as blood. Yeah, oh my I gosh, thought it okay. was blood. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then I'm like, Sam Raimi, it's okay. Like, that's right. why. But then I realized it wasn't even blood. Oh. Or I got corrected, yeah. actually. I didn't uh, think it myself. And that is before she does Wreaks Her Havoc anyways, right? So she's Yeah, it was like in. right before. Mm-hmm. And then, oh. but the, when the shield that, because Captain Carter, keep wanting to say agent, she got, like, cut in half with her own shield. But that thing hits, and that blood drips off. And we don't see that often. Yeah, we don't. It's another that. thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, they, like, just went all out. And then how did um, Captain Marvel die? Are we just, we're just going down the desk now. I don't now. remember. You remember? The thing fell on her. The, like, there was, like, a big statue. Oh, okay. And she was fighting Wanda, and then she got slammed on the ground, and then that statue fell on top of her. So right. that was it. And then Black Bolt, Black Bolt. the best Tooting fatality Fork Man of all of all Marvel time. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just so cool. <laughs> Basically, so please, I hope you all have seen the movie. But his <laughs> his superpower, which most people don't know, because he's a very obscure character. Nobody watched the TV series called Inhumans um, <laughs> yeah. that was produced by Marvel Television, not Marvel Studios. Uh, but they still brought him back. But his power is he can his voice is like. Tuning fork. <laughs> His voice is just like subsonic or whatever they call it, like sonic power. It like keeps echoing on top of each echo, and so it yeah. just gets like loud, 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 and it's like directional too, right? Yeah. So he can like talk, and then the people behind him or on the sides of him are fine, but if you're directly in front of them, you're yeah, done for. Like blown to smithereen. Guile on Street Fighter has a sonic boom. It's similar. It doesn't come out there of his go. mouth though, but he thinks it like a frisbee. Um, but yeah, right. So she. Made his mouth get sewn shut, which was very Sam Raimi. It was very Twilight Zone. Do you know that little girl it reminded me and of a the little Matrix. boy? <laughs> oh, I think they did that there too. And it's like, it's like rum, yeah, yeah, like stretching, like <laughs> yes. Um, and so basically, he like burped himself to death. Or burped, <laughs> burped. Oh no! Wait, so that part was another. Did you see people writing about this? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Because this is the one. Where freaking Mr. Fantastic himself yeah. goes out there and he's like, he does A, B, and C. Yes, and he spells yes, it yes. out for freaking Wanda. Yeah. He's like, if he talks, like, you'll die or whatever. And she goes, out of his mouth or whatever. And she goes, what mouth? And then, like, why did you tell her? Yeah, shouldn't have told her. Don't say a him. word. Told her the power. And then Jacob told me that somebody was, I don't know if Jacob came up with this or somebody else, I can't remember, but they said, they should have said, Wanda Black Bolt, ask Black Bolt how you can find your children. And then he would yes. tell her, and then she'd be done for. And, and game over. <laughs> and game it, over. It would, it would Save everybody, solved. nothing. Like, the movie would be over. So funny. Yeah, and he's supposed to be the smartest man. Um, tan- tangent, there's an interview out there with Elizabeth Olsen, and it is, I think it was a few days after the movie was released, so everybody was still trying to keep everything secret. And they showed her a picture of John Krasinski, and they said, um, do you know this man? Have you met this man? And she's like, I've never met him in my life. I don't nice. know who that is. I've met his wife, <laughs> who is Mary Poppins, we all know. Oh, uh, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Um, yeah, so his wife is also Disney, Jungle Cruise, all that. I'm blanking on her name. What's going on? Elizabeth something, is it? Mm-mm. Not Elizabeth. Mary Poppins. Shoot. I know. Jungle I Cruise. Picture? I just don't remember her name. It's not Elizabeth Olsen? Who's that? <laughs> that's, that's Wanda. That's Wanda. <laughs> that's Wanda. Um, 
But yeah, so she's married to John Krasinski, and they're also in A Quiet Place together. He directed that. Okay, now I'm fanning out about Krasinski. I'm not even that huge of a fan. Point is, Wanda or uh, Elizabeth Olsen is just such a good actress. She's so committed to this Marvel stuff. She Emily won't Blunt. let her guard to Emily Blunt. <laughs> Sorry, carry everyone. On. All the people who are listening were yelling at us. Yes, um, <laughs> Emily Blunt um, is friends with Elizabeth Olsen, so she was like trying to to move the conversation to. Well, I know. I know his wife. I don't know him. I've never met this man. And then the interviewer was like, you were, you literally just filmed a movie with this guy. And she's like, nope, never met him. Don't know who he is. I think, I just love when they, they commit to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that was kind of funny, I, this is kind of sidetracking. Sorry. It's what I do. But do you remember in the trailers, we all thought for whatever reason that we were going to get zombie Wanda. I feel like they showed it, right? Yeah. We didn't, right? We got Zombie Strange, and we got just, like, Dark Wanda. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. And maybe it was those stills that you were seeing where they slowed down and she looks demonic. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were showing Could in the be. trailer. Could be. But now I'm trying to remember what the trailer looked like. So I was like, why did we all think that? And then it didn't happen at all. But And Marvel is known to cut stuff. That they already put in their trailers and they change their mind later. Yeah, they're, sneaky they're bastards. And then you're like, where's that scene that I was waiting yeah. for for two and a half hours? And they've also done gone further and like added characters or removed CGI removed characters so we wouldn't know they're in the fight that we see in the trailer. Um, a one a big iconic one was they didn't show Hulk or the Hulkbuster, um, which is that Iron Man giant Iron Man costume with Hulk in it. They didn't show any of that. Um, in the trailers so that we would be surprised when he shows up in Endgame? Yeah, Endgame. It's like in The Bachelor when they Photoshop out the roses. In the <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> tricksters, tricksters. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Random question that I have here that I made a note of is, would this movie have been better if it was released around Halloween? Um, maybe? I mean... I don't know. Marvel is such a standalone thing that, like, mm. I didn't feel it was out of place. Sure, sure. That makes sense. And we we're all waiting for it for so long. Yeah, like, I would definitely not want to wait. Yeah. It was it was very spooky. And just, but I wasn't it was expecting spooky, it. so... It yeah, been... I could, it, yeah, you're already in the spooky spirit, and not a lot of people are right now. Yeah. But everybody is in, like, October and September. <laughs> Maybe. You're right. It's a good point. Would have been a little bit creepier, I think. One of the um, things that we saw in the trailer that, at least for me, was a huge bait and switch, which I appreciate, was zombie Doctor Strange is actually a good guy, and he was not evil. We thought he was going to be the big bad evil guy. Yep. (laughs) I forgot. One fun thing about Zombie Strange, I, you know, me and my love for cosplay and all this stuff they're doing at Avengers Campus, right? And as soon as I saw Zombie Strange, I'm like, fuck, they did that mouth too good that they can't do it now in the park. Do you think we're going to get a zombie Doctor Strange, like for Oogie Boogie Bash? I don't know. They did well with the Captain America zombie. Did he have his face ripped apart? It was like falling off, I'm pretty sure, in my mind. (laughs) I'm sure they could do something with prosthetics, but they had so many close-ups of of his face, I feel like they might just not do it because they can't. Maybe the saving grace there is that most of the... Zombie effects looked like practical effects, which is what Sam Raimi loves. Like actual zombie makeup 
So there'd have to be a cast member willing to wear all that for like yeah. three or four hours. His face reminded me of like Thriller. Yes, you right? could see like the yeah. hollowed out the, cheekbones the and the eyes and yeah. whatnot. So much. See like what thriller. happens when you don't use CG only. <laughs> yeah. You just add it as a little. But this was really great. Yeah, it should be like the added flair instead of the <laughs> the only. Thing. Was cool. I loved the zombie thing. I did not see that coming. And it was so like uh, campy, like when his arm popped out of the cement on the, yeah. where he was buried alive. And it also reminded me of another good zombie from Hocus Pocus. It was reminding me of that guy. Oh, <laughs> what's his name? I can't remember. I almost said Zach Baggins, but that's the <laughs> on museum guy. What was his name? Oh no, I'm not gonna remember Shoot. it. I'll move on, sorry. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we love a good zombie who's trying to do the right thing. That is M fun. Music note scene. Using that as your weapon. What, is, what are your thoughts on that? This was easily my least favorite part of the whole film. <gasps> what? I thought you were going to say this was your favorite. <laughs> I thought it was so cheesy. <laughs> and you think I like it because I'm such a big music person. <laughs> but you know what it reminded me of? Did it remind you of anything specific from Disney parks? No. No. PhilharMagic. Oh, okay. I <laughs> Don't they literally that. do that in PhilharMagic? Like, I like think the they're like music notes, notes going like, awry yeah. and they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what I liked about it was it, now that, aside, aside from the fact that it does remind me of that now that you say it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I felt like I'd never seen it before. <laughs> so oh, what? I was like, what? Who came up with this? Like using music notes as a weapon and it just seems like only something from like a Doctor Strange comic book like it's just so out of this world that it wouldn't have fit in anywhere else i just thought it was cute or cool and then yeah it was i think that's why i didn't like it though because yeah. it was like a horror film and all of a sudden we're like playing around with music notes from harp and shit and i'm like what are we even doing right now <laughs> i just love seeing how their powers can be used in weird weird ways yeah i mean that okay another scene i want to talk to you about there was a scene where Doctor Strange and America Chavez were embraced in a hug while they're falling through 20 million different multiverses. Oh, yeah. And you got to see a lot of them like for split seconds. What did you think about that? Um, it made me love the other movie, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at yes. once. Oh my God. It have it's very so, similar. So many of my friends were like, that was amazing. And I'm like, it was. It was great. However, we've seen it in every single multiverse movie that have come out recently, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay. And I think the first time I saw it was in, um, and it wasn't necessarily falling through multiverses, but we saw this in uh, Spider-Man uh, after the Spider-Verse. So oh, yeah, yeah, in the animated one. Yeah, yes. you see so many different types yeah. of animation, and they get, oh, my gosh. So I was just like, what's happening? Even in... Um, Oh yeah, no, that was everything everywhere all once too, where you see even like the drawing one Which and everything. Maybe our our wish will come true. Remember a couple episodes ago we said, What if the Spider Man type of animated verse just turned into the live one? In a, in a way, they showed us that that was possible because I think at least one of the ones they ran through was animated. It was not a live action. Right. So there's they're saying in canon in the multiverse of Marvel, there is an animated version of these people. So I don't know, just my brain's exploding. That's where I was thinking, okay, maybe that was an animated Professor X. They just, they created this whole world that they can play around in. <laughs> it's like, we already thought the whole idea of the multiverse that's happening, 
made the options endless and then it goes like 10 steps further and yeah. then turns the corner and goes like 40 steps further. It's insane. It's just like literally endless and as if they don't have enough to play with already. <laughs> We've yeah. got all these other things now. But I mean, the scene was still cool. The paint scene, everybody is like driving over the paint scene. Do you remember that one, that universe? Where they're like literally liquid paint? Oh, okay, that? yeah. That, again, more proof that they, who, who knows what our variants are like in our other yeah. universes. And I would have loved that scene if I just had not seen it five other times. So I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, I, and I think it was done well for Marvel, but anything, <laughs> I keep forgetting, everything and... What Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Okay. So that other a movie. bunch of basic ass words, but the most amazing film ever. Yes. <laughs> the way they did it there was was is just so magical and like so good. Um, you had mentioned Excuse a few me. times about just like feeling bad for Wanda, and there was a an article that was out there that I read. It was a fan opinion, but it was so well written, and basically what this um, sort of essay was trying to say was. The Avengers are co-workers and they're not friends. So think about that. The Avengers are co-workers and they're not friends. Where were all these people when Wanda is like suffering? Like where is her besties? Nobody's taking care of her. Um, if that was like a, a fire department squad, that wouldn't happen. They would assume that she was suffering, that she just created this whole city. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Strange only showed up there because he needed her. He didn't ask how she was doing before. Yeah, I maybe, I mean, it sounds sad, but you know how sometimes you have friends that like fall off? Yes, <laughs> Maybe that's yes. Wanda, right? With the oh, others. So it's real sad. And then um, someone also said if Black Widow was still around, she would have checked in on her. Aww. And because she used to sit just depressed waiting around for people to come back out of the blip. Do you remember? Black Widow, she was just like sad. and That's so sad. Um, so yeah, there's this, there's this long essay just about like what happened... How did we let Wanda become the Scarlet Witch? Basically is what this person's trying to say. And are the Avengers really that great? Or are they just literally just a team that you send out to do something, but they don't really care about each other? I don't know. I feel like they are depicted as friends so much. Like right. they go to the shawarma shop together or whatever. Like they're, yeah. they're doing a lot of stuff outside of their work as friends all the time. They went to so each maybe other's like a cool weddings circle. and funerals and all sorts of shit. So yeah. like, you know. So yeah, yeah she's I mean, been exiled from the group. We have some of those. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, your own friend group. Do you have a wander in your friend group? Do you have a and if you do, and you think you shouldn't call have her. exiled her, yeah, please call, call her, her. <laughs> if she's if she needs some help. Give her a call. Find out how she's doing. Poor thing. Um, they. Uh, I want to read this line from the article because it's just well written. Um, in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, superheroes are great at saving the world, but rotten at saving each other. Um, they also, so it's sad, it's very sad, because they're supposed to be like these, you look up to them. There's even a part where people are disappointed in Wong, is that his name? Yeah, Wong. Mm -hmm. Wong, suddenly, like Wong is like the moral compass, he's the new Sorcerer Supreme. Out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, kill America, Chavez, Chavez, and take her power. Like he just—he right. just totally switched. He's like, yeah, it's better for the. <laughs> they kept saying that same line a million times. Yeah, and I think like we've learned that the Avengers would never do something if it means that the sacrifice is something as bad as killing like a young woman. So that was weird. So there's just just food for thought to put out there, and I'm sure we're going to see how these storylines collide. Um, Charlize Theron is now part of the MCU if you stayed through after the credits. 
Did you recognize her? I don't think you did. I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> was it you who said Charlize Theron? I'm like, yeah, you're like, what? what? I didn't even realize that was her. I knew like I'd seen her before, but I did not know. I did not place her whatsoever. And I still have not gotten to look into who the hell she is. Okay, I'll tell. I had to look it up. I, I'm not familiar with her. Um, she was not in my binder of Marvel comic cards as a kid, so I don't know who she is. Uh, turns out she's from what's called the Dark Dimension. And this is where you, everything really becomes confusing. You have to pay attention. So every universe has multiple dimensions. That's completely separate than a, uh, a different universe. Okay. So this also ties back to Moon Knight, and it ties back to Black Panther. So in both Moon Knight and Black Panther, we start to see this other dimension where you go when you die. And in Black Panther, we see it as like the African savanna with the different panthers on the trees, but they're actually the ancestors. Mm -hmm. It's like very Lion King. Um, and Moon Knight has that same in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So think of our planet Earth is wrapped with this other dimension for beings that are dead. Uh, so they're actually, they've all been visiting the same one, the Black Panther one and the Moon Knight one. This is weird. And like coming from a previously Catholic person, is it similar to like purgatory? I don't know. That's I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, they are going down that route too, though, where they're like, like every religion formed and translated the same thing differently. Right. It's the same dimension that they're all going to, but they have their own rules around it. But yeah. it's still the same. And who's there thing. and what, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Interesting. And so where this, where your mind gets more explosion, exploding is that now every every universe all these multiverses they also have their own layers of dimensions so it's just oh it's, <laughs> see there it goes again we're gone again it's okay. so confusing and what a lot of the fans are saying that this next build up between the Disney series and these movies is going to be this colossal multiversal war which has happened in the comics and I'm not too familiar with some of those comics but it's essentially at this point it's like Earth 818 versus this other Earth. And they're like, no, our people deserve to stay alive. No, your people. And so now you have all these good people on paper in their universes. They're the good Avengers. They're the good Illuminati. They're all fighting to say, no, ours should exist. Yours shouldn't. And so it starts to become this whole like philosophical debate. Pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. Like Even when you go back to Thanos and you think, was he right or wrong? I don't know. Uh-oh. Right? <laughs> he was saying, at random, if we don't do anything, we're going to be overpopulated and we're all going to die. But what if we do it at random, take away some people, and not do it based on uh, money or anything like that? It's kind of got a point there. <laughs> so we're going to start seeing a lot of this. We're seeing it in Moon Knight. We saw it with Ethan Hawke's character who was trying to validate his reasons for killing people. He said it, it was because they were already going to commit a crime in the future, so let me kill them now. Um, so we're getting to some really interesting corners of the MCU. I'm very excited. Uh, I have just a few notes of what's coming up next, movies and TVs. Oh, Anything wait, wait, else for Doctor on. Strange? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, please, please. Are we going to get, and I think it's not going to happen because I'm pretty sure we already would have, a.k.a. day of the movie premiering, are we going to get a Pizza Papa? just want to know. Why not? They have a shawarma cart. Just bring oh, out a Pizza Papa cart. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, in Avengers, put it in Avengers Campus. Campus. Oh, the fans would love that. Also, that was another fun Sam Raimi thing. He always has that guy from Evil Dead. All his movies doing the cameos. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Uh-huh. And um, speaking of Avengers Campus, I forgot to mention, and probably most of you have already seen this, but they had uh, Scarlet Witch. Nice. And America Chavez to meet and greet in 
Avengers Campus day of again. I'm so I'm I'm obsessed with Avengers Campus like they're like what do you want to how do you call that like the way they're able to do this yeah. versus any other land in Disney any and, part yeah. they can't do that I'm like <laughs> and knowing Disney the fact that they're like still doing it they're keeping it up yeah like, they're so on top of it that's what I'm curious because you said there was a third Moon Knight so I'm like is he out and about because I haven't uh, even seen pictures so from what I remember of the Moon Knight series and how it ended they didn't show um, Jacob's version of him wearing okay it's just the the suit oscar version yes like the- <laughs> you just see the right he's a cab driver he's a he's the driver of um he drives he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a taxi driver he's a person in the that comic, sits in the driver's seat that's what he's like driving a limo um um but yeah that's basically um i i guess the only other thing i want to mention which is just so cute they had two little cameos in the film of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and what what was her name I don't think I saw that what Felicia or whatever the sister the wife's name I think it's Hortensia or something like that is it It it's one of it's very similar wait I did not see that how did you miss that okay it's the first scene when they show the boys the, the kids. One oh, and the, the kids. TV in the back. It's they're watching the it. Okay, I do. Yeah, now. So cute. Okay, I remember. And that's it. like, I love that it's not just like some random Disney thing. It's like Oswald. That yeah. just like kind of was cool. And then later on, they were watching another Disney film, Snow White, which is, of course, Interesting. first fully animated I, I want to dig into that. Like, why Oswald? Is it because he's, like, the the weird, like, variant to Mickey Mouse? Yeah. He thinks he went a different <laughs> That's way? That's honestly, like, right? in that universe, yes. maybe Oswald is the Mickey. Yeah, there would have been no Mickey if that whole thing didn't yep. happen at, at, his, at Walt's job. I am Pretty uh, cool. obsessed with that idea. I think that's great. I love that. Um, and then let's see what else here. Uh, I love that America Chavez is, like, that she, there's only one of her. There's not yeah. multiple American Chavez because she can travel the, the multiverse. She's the only person that has this capability. So I just thought that was really cool that they didn't just duplicate the shit out of her and have her bouncing around everywhere. It's like literally her yeah. power and she gets to go around. I thought that was really, really neat. Um, what else do I have on my notes here? She has two moms, which uh, is also interesting because, you know, the the crazies on the internet will start going after anything that looks like LGBTQ for kids. But what people don't realize is she's from a planet and universe, or the planet in her universe, only has women. So in their world, I don't think they even have a term lesbian. It's just the way it is. It's an all-women world, and that's just the way it is. Kind of like Wonder Woman's island. Um, So I don't know if they identify as lesbian, but there were some people pointing out, you know, like the quadrillion moms where there's really like 15 of them on Facebook. Being upset that they she has same sex yeah. moms, but it's a it's the, with the context, it's so much more than just that. I did think it was interesting though that she was wearing the pride flag, right? The like LGBTQ nice. plus extra, like the full flag. She nice. was wearing that, so I'm like, in her universe, is that a thing? Like it could be. Know? I want to know more about that. I can't wait to yeah. learn more about America's identity. Right. Yeah, versus the planet. I don't know much about her at all from the comics, and she's fairly new, like within the last twenty years or something. Like that. Well, that's twenty years. I love it. Wow, it's still this <laughs> it's millenni- like not even new. <laughs> <laughs> Pre uh, this millennium. There you go. Versus yes, last yes. Um, and I have one question mm-hmm. for you about this that I did not understand. It had something to do <laughs> with an electric guitar. It was so weird. I didn't like it. Um, the third eye. So what is 
the purpose of this <laughs> random eyeball that pops up on Stephen Strange's head every so often and has a <laughs> like electric guitar solo. That is, every uh, time. I just think it's pure Sam Raimi's weird brain. It was so weird. Like that just feels like a Sam Raimi thing, especially at the the reveal that the eyes there again. Yeah, at like the end of the movie. Bang. Like, what does that do um, for him? So and based we never on really the, saw what it does for him. <laughs> based on the the many YouTubes I've gone rabbit hole downing, I'm not making any sense. Um, <laughs> it is like three in the morning. <laughs> two. Is two in the that um, the Dark Hold did corrupt Doctor Strange because he did use it. He went as far as uh, necromancy and went and turned into a zombie. So he was fooling around almost just as much as Wanda was. So he's also corrupted. So. The Steven we know can't just be walking around acting like nothing happened. And so there is some sort of bond that was formed, and it's still there. It's still inside of him. So the third eye popped back up. The third eye also came up in his original movie when he speaks with um, the first Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Tilda Swinton with the bald head. She keeps tapping his forehead a lot in that movie. She's like, open your third eye. And she like oh, blasts she him that? through things. Yeah. Um, so there's always that thing, and it's in like a lot of... Um, just like psychic stuff. There's always like that third eye, they say. Chakra, whatever. But most of the fans I'm hearing are saying that he is corrupted by the Darkhold, but since the Darkhold is destroyed, he's going to be somebody that just learns how to use the dark side. What does that remind you of? Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> Where you have to learn a little bit of the oh, dark side. Oh, now they're going to bring in Star Wars Imagine? into the multiverse. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, Just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I guess he has some dark magic that he can use now, but is not completely corrupt, I think. Okay. And that's what that's supposed to signify. That was really weird. <laughs> it <was laughs> it like, is weird. And that electric guitar part was just, like, <laughs> throwing me way off. It was really funny. It felt very 80s. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's basically all my thoughts for this. But you want to talk about something else. Yeah, so there's a lot happening. So we already got a lot of Marvel this year, and I just wanted to quickly run down what else is happening now that we've been thrust in and out of this multiverse and we're left in this madness. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> heck is going on after Doctor Strange? So I will tell you what's going on. Uh, first up is Miss Marvel. Um, so that comes out in June. Disney Plus, so that's a TV series. Then we have Thor Love and Thunder coming out July 8th. So that's when we're gonna start seeing um, the Mighty Thor on big screen for the first time. And the Mighty Thor is the Natalie Portman version of Thor, so she now holds the hammer. So we have that whole movie coming out. Then we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This year we get to see that in November. It's already coming out. Wow. Um, and then something else fun that we have this holidays is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yes, I, Sounds I super cute. I am so cute. curious about this one. I, all I can think of is the Star Wars one, so I'm like, here we go. Right? What's going to happen? And, and uh, the, the Guardians franchise, you could be like so silly with them, right? You yeah. Could, like, oh, I love them. They're my favorite of all the Marvel stuff. stuff. Um, so that's being released holidays 2022. And then we have two more big Disney Plus Marvel series coming this year. They just didn't say the when in 2022. And that's She-Hulk. And then a more of a kid-friendly thing. It's called I Am Groot. It's cute. I'm not too excited. It looks like, to me, some of those like Toy Story shorts that they were doing for a mm -hmm. while with the spork. What is this name? Forky. Forky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the little short things. So Marvel fans, you have plenty 
to keep you company and plenty of question marks to keep you digging, figuring out what's going on. Oh my God, it's endless. I love it though, because they, they built this, this new version of it that they can literally do whatever they want constantly. Right. They can make series, they can make movies, they can go down that tunnel, they can go through that universe, like they can just do whatever the hell they want at this point. So and we're cool. all gonna eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> And for casting, now that they have this whole variant thing, they always have a way in and out. Oh my gosh. Uh oh. <coughs> oh, oh. <Sorry. coughs> Live. It was holding it too Live. long. You know what? I just had to like I just had to travel over to get my water. I was about to drink these eye drops. Okay, so let's tell people what's going on. We've been up <laughs> here in Vegas doing all kinds of stuff, not much sleep. And we're a bit delirious, and we're recording this episode live, so you're going to hear it all. Now, let's move away from Marvel. We, <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about Marvel. I wanted to quickly ask you about Avatar. Did you see the trailer of Avatar The Way of Water, the sequel? Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> Probably exactly the same as yours by that laugh. It looked really like... I don't know how... Like, okay, it looked like a um, made-for-TV version of it. It looked like cute, like cheesy, like Weird. for kids or something. I don't know how to explain it. There was something about the the faces that just looked kind of more childish than the... Mm. I don't even know how to explain it. It just looked weird and zero excitement out of me. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Nothing, no shame yeah. on it. But like I've just... It's been too long. I feel like the time has Way come and gone. Long. And I'm like, oh, Avatar again. Like, Jacob, literally every time we see it, like, we keep going to movies and we keep seeing the trailer, he's like, I just don't get it. What the heck? Like, what was it about <laughs> Avatar? He, like, he doesn't even remember how impactful it was when it came out. Because right. it was, like, this whole new thing when it yeah. came out. That was the first movie I ever watched, I'm pretty sure, that had those crazy-ass credits. Do you remember before it used oh. to be a skinny line, <laughs> yeah. one person's name per row? Now it's like this, like just uh -huh. a million names going a mile per minute. And that was the first one I saw it like that. And uh, it, it's just, it was a new, a whole new technology. And so yeah. it was a thing. Um, it was a marvel, right? Uh, a marvel to Boom. behold. Uh, and now we're just seeing it again. And I'm just like, oh, I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we excited about this time? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look for, for as long as we had to wait. And the thing is, I don't know what else it could be. Like, what does it need to be for me to not feel right. that way? I don't know. I think it's just like you said, he just took too long. Um, and James Cameron, he, who we're talking about, who's the creator, director, and he's like obsessed with his world. He created the world. He created the language of these people, the Navi. Um, he has admitted that with the release of this movie, it's being released before his vision was achieved. So what that means oh, is... Oh, no. He, Girl, you've had so yes. much time. I know. What the This heck? is what happens when Disney owns you. Someone finally said They're to like, him... They're like, get your shit together. <laughs> if he was still at Fox, he would have had another 20 years to work on this technology. And so the technology I'm talking about, there's a couple things. One is he said he was not going to release these next, I think, four Avatar movies until the digital projections were ready to do the glasses-free 3D meaning we could see the 3D without glasses in a movie theater. It's a technology that it exists, but if it's any bigger than like a computer monitor, it's like a million dollars per pixel. So there's just like no way to create a giant IMAX screen that has this technology, but it exists. So he's still working on that, but that wasn't ready in time for this. So um, I don't know if that means we have to wear glasses. I really don't want to go back to that. It seems corny. And then <laughs> the other thing is he, 
created this brand new technology and camera operation thing to film underwater scenes. This is supposed to be uh, the thing that's going to blow our mind. Okay. They haven't showed it in the trailer, really. Like, what it looks like. Most, for the most part, even movies like um, Aquaman, there's a lot of, like, green screens. James Cameron said, I want every single actor. We're talking about... Uh, oh, my God. I was going to say Zoe Deschanel. What's her, oh. Our other friend of the show. <laughs> Zoe Saldana. Um, he wants all these people. He said, no, they are filming every scene. All their dialogue is going to be underwater. And so that's... Me, 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 yep, that's, that's the... <laughs> the, the the goalpost he set, and supposedly that part was accomplished. So I don't know what that's going to look like. Is interesting. I've done yeah. like underwater iPhone videos, and everything just looks weird. You look like bloated. Your hair <laughs> you can't is really strained. open your eyes. 100%. Yeah, your eyes are like white. Um, so I'm curious about this. Oh yeah, I, gravity I, does a whole bunch of weird shit to yeah. your face underwater too. <laughs> what are you gonna do? So curious. Let's see how that goes. If he achieved what he said he did or not. Um, so that's Avatar. That's coming. Now owned by Disney, and we have four movies coming up. Wow. Lots of stuff. Turning Red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I'm excited to hear it. Cause, so Mike and I reviewed Turning Red a few episodes ago now. Yeah. And I was raving about it. I thought it was really cool. It was like kind of one of those movies that I walked into not expecting anything and was like, that was fun. I really liked it. And then you didn't have such a good review, but you said yeah. you have things a little revised now. So tell me, what happened? What's yeah, I think over time I learned to love the movie more because I realized I was referencing it so much. So that means it stuck to me enough where I would say like, oh, that's totally a um, turning red moment. Or I'd be like, oh, Red Panda. And I say these things when people in my life or myself are, are going through something that's <laughs> similar to what may was going through I'm like oh that's a total red panda so it, it it made an impression on me that way so that made me think it's a good movie it was well written and then i read this other article um that featured a quote from the director so her name is domi she the director and she said this when it came to figuring out how to get her movie made she said how do i sell this and get old white men who've never experienced this before excited about it and wanting to like see more of it <laughs> Question mark? Right? And so you have this person at Disney Pixar who was able to do that. She was able to get all the, the, the white men and the executives to let her make this movie. And that's so badass to me. And it makes me think that in our world where we know a little bit more about celebrities and movies and how they're made, that supplemental context does change how I feel about a movie later. Yeah, later in the absolutely, time, yeah. Right? So it's interesting. So yeah, that changed it. I thought it's it's such a special and groundbreaking movie, and it's not bad at all. Um, so yeah, I think I'm like loving it more and more. And I and I love Four Town. I still listen to some of the songs <laughs> and covers of those songs. Um, so yeah, I, I have a, a sweeter, warmer place in my heart. I love that too because I, I think before our conversation about it, like it had already hit me because of being a female, and right. like now I'm seeing like this untold part of our every single female's life yeah. now being kind of shown in a Disney Pixar film like yeah. that is so cool and then you were starting to understand that through me explaining that and then you hear this about this woman and you heard all the drama going on about yeah. parents freaking out about it 
which is ridiculous. Right. So it's like, there's just so many reasons to love it. If <laughs> like, something makes you feel something, there's something good about it. Yeah, right? and it's like one of those uh, accomplishment films, right? Like, it's just something that people are too scared to do before. And, like, I always, like, love empowering any things, yeah. like, anything like that that's kind of held as taboo or whatever it is in those types of situations. So, yeah. Bravo to the to attorney red because that was good. Red. Yeah. Wow. So it is now two oh six a.m. <laughs> and we have to launch this episode by four a.m. So we better get to it. But we talked about so much today. We are here live in Vegas. I hope the sound quality is okay. We're trying new microphones. We were live in a very loud but super fun bar. Shout out again to Randy over at the Golden Tiki. We spent so much time there. I love it that, do you remember we had our reservation for Golden Tiki yes. for 10.30? And we were talking about how it gives you a window of two hours. Like, oh, we won't need the whole two hours. Yeah. We stayed there the full two hours we and did. we got there like 30 minutes early. Right. <laughs> so we just loved that place and stayed there forever. So I hope you guys all enjoy joining us at the Golden Tiki. And then, man, oh man, we went down the Moon Knight rabbit hole. Doctor Strange and Wanda, whoo, down that multiverse rabbit hole. So many things to be excited about. Marvel coming up soon. Oh, and I'm so glad to hear that you love Turning Red again now. <laughs> yeah, I, it really is a, it's a special movie. It's an important movie. Film. Let's say film. Yeah. yeah. But with that said, we should probably wrap up because not only do we need to edit this and publish it in two hours, but I also need to pack because we are headed to Disneyland, Disneyland tomorrow. Disneyland, here we need come. To get on a plane, fly to Disneyland. So if you guys feel up to it, go and follow our Instagram at the Disneyholics, and we will be sharing all sorts of fun stuff um, and on our trip to Disneyland for the next like five days. We're going to be there for a little chunk of change. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Be a good time. Join us. That'd be awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to this entire episode and all of our madness today. <laughs> um, episode 85 of the Disney Holics Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch, send us a message on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disney Holics.com. <laughs>